0: Well folks, Gomani Jadeevsha Arish August as Jerry Adams and Arish Tasola Gomsa Maris Egart Livsha. So I've written about the, the threat posed to our world by climate change on quite a number of occasions and it's pertinent that the international Climate Change Conference, COP27, which is uh, ongoing in Egypt, is viewed by many as the world's last real opportunity to reverse the threat to our planet. And this year has been especially dangerous with a mixture of floods and droughts and huge storms and the threat of famine in East Africa. Thankfully, however, not all the news has been bad. The election in Brazil of former President Lula has raised hopes that the huge damage being done to the Amazon rainforest and the threat to the indigenous people of that region will now end. Within days of its election, it emerged that Brazil, Indonesia and the Democratic Republic of Congo which contains 52% of the world's remaining rainforests, are currently discussing how to create a strategic alliance to coordinate their conversation plans. In his first speech as president-elect, Lula committed to zero deforestation. This is a welcome, a very, very welcome development. But a lot now hinges on the negotiations taking place over the next fortnight at COP 27. One other distinctly Irish aspect of Lula's election was the long line of Brazilian voters who turned out at Crook Park in Dublin to exercise their franchise in the Brazilian presidential election. Under the Brazilian system, voting is compulsory for citizens between the ages of 18 and 70. Those between the age of 16 and 18 or over 70 can choose whether to vote or not. Brazilian voters who live outside the state are expected to vote. Consequently, thousands of Brazilians voted for their presidential candidates in the recent election. This is participatory democracy in action. Meanwhile, back in our own place, Irish citizens are still waiting for our right to vote in our presidential elections. In 2013, the Constitutional Convention established by the Irish Government overwhelmingly voted to support the extension of the right to vote in presidential elections to citizens resident outside the state, which of course includes citizens resident in the North. In 2014, Sean Crowe TD, and I introduced a bill in the Oireachtas to amend the constitution by referendum to allow the voting age for presidential elections to be lowered to 16 and to introduce votes in the presidential elections for citizens in the north and for the diaspora. The Fine Gael Labour coalition at the time stalled the legislation and it ran out of time. However, the campaign to secure a referendum to extend the franchise in presidential elections has continued. Occasionally Irish government ministers promise to set a date for a referendum on this issue. They know it's popular in the north and among the diaspora, but one excuse after another is used to delay setting a date. In December 2020, Diaspora Minister Colin Brophy promised a referendum would take place In the second half of 2021, it didn't happen. In April this year, he said that the referendum will take place before 2024. This would allow people to vote via postal ballots when the next presidential election takes place in 2025. Will it go ahead? Well, the prospect of Northern and Diaspora voters supporting a candidate not from Fianna or Fine Gael will undoubtedly loom large in the minds of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. It's therefore important that all of us who are for greater democracy for accountability, for equality and inclusiveness on the island of Ireland actively campaign in support of Irish citizens in the north and in the diaspora, having the right to vote in future elections for the president of Ireland. If the Brazilians can do it, why can't we? I was also down at the uh, Sinn Féin Ardèche in Dublin last Saturday. Now, the Ardèche is the supreme authority of Sinn Féin. It's the open democratic forum where policy is agreed, leaders elected, and strategy and direction discussed. Members can attend, and visitors also, but the democratic base of the Ardèche is the delegates elected and directed by local common and other party structures to speak and vote on motions, which have also been put forward by members. During the pandemic, the Ardash, which is an annual event, could not meet in person. So Saturday was a welcome opportunity to meet with old comrades and new ones as well. Everyone was in good form. Our leaders set out their views in a series of keynote speeches, including a stirring presidential address by Mary Lou, to close the Ardash. I was glad to meet some of the Dublin-based press correspondents. I haven't seen any of them since I stood down as TD for Louth, so it was good to see how much they missed me. They all asked me if I missed Linster House. Not in the least, I told them truthfully. It was an honour to represent the people of Louth and East Mead, but I did my time. In that institution and it's great that Sinn Féin has so many representatives there these days. I was also glad to meet with visiting delegations, particularly our friends from Palestine and other beleaguered parts of the world. Timothy O'Grady was there to launch a new edition of Curious Journey, first published decades ago by Kenneth Griffith and Timothy and featuring interviews with IRA veterans from the town and civil war period. (laughs) <laughs> and that's available through an it's a must read this book curious journey it's a must read for students of irish history tim was in fine form a French meeting of why the irish government should set up a citizens assembly to plan the future was excellent tom ireland and alpha smith the main speaker delivered informed thoughtful and very pertinent remarks and Declan Kearney moderated a lively discussion with the capacity audience. Tom Ireland is the former chair of the Constitutional Convention and Smith was a key player, continues to be a key player in uh, equality issues, but she was a key player in securing marriage equality and the repeal of the Eighth Amendment. So it was great to hear their views. All in all, it was a good Saturday in the capital and we won the rugby as well. Just to say a word or two in support of and in defence of the people of Cuba. The economic and societal impact on them of the economic blockade by the USA is enormous. The blockade which began in 1960 prevents essential economic and medical resources from reaching the people of that Caribbean island nation. It imposes billions in costs on the Cuban economy each year. Last week, the United Nations General Assembly voted almost unanimously to end the embargo against Cuba. The first time this resolution was put to the UN was in 1992. Every year since then, the same resolution has been submitted And every year, almost every country represented in the UN assembly has voted for an end to the embargo. Of the 189 states represented in the assembly this year, 185 supported the resolution. Two states opposed it, the United States and Israel. Brazil, still at that time under the control of the outgoing right wing President Bolsonaro and Ukraine abstained. The General Assembly resolutions, they're not not legally binding, but the overwhelming nature of the votes does reflect a worldwide rejection of the embargo and does reflect solidarity with the Cuban people. I have been very lucky to visit Cuba several times over the years and to meet with Cuban leaders. In 2001, with other comrades from Ireland, I unveiled a hunger strike memorial in Park Victor Cugo, a beautiful park in central Havana, named after the author of Les Miserables. And this monument to the hunger strikers, this memorial reflects the solidarity of the Cuban people for the protesting prisoners in the Hitz Blocks, and an Armagh Women's Prison. Last week, the Cuban ambassador attended the Sinn Féin Ardèche, And again, this is evidence of the close ties of solidarity between people here on Ireland and people in that other small island. Sinn Féin has consistently opposed the embargo. Its economic, cultural and human cost on the people of Cuba has been enormous the interests of Latin America, and especially of Cuba and the USA, are best served by an end to the embargo and the creation of a new relationship which is based on mutual respect and equality. And finally, as efforts are made to try and broker a deal between the European Commission and the British government, We can only uh, look forward to seeing whether whatever comes out of that will be sufficient for the Unionist uh, leaderships. I have no great faith in British governments, no matter what their particular political stripe may be. But there is an imperative, I suppose, on the present Prime Minister to try and get this issue resolved, and hopefully that will happen. And then, well, it's over to Jeffrey. So, let's uh, think of what's happening in Cuba, what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening in Latin America, what's happening across the globe, what's happening in our health services, what's happening with people who are crucified by the cost of living. And let's hope that the unionist leadership will accept their responsibilities. They have a mandate they should exercise it. And finally, finally, I thought I would go out with a song from my old friend, our old friend, Terry O'Neill. Now, Terry hasn't been well, but like Lazarus, he has arisen once again. And it may be uh, pertinent, As we think of Cuba, that he would send us off this week with something inside so strong. So, Lana Rai Cruncher, Lana
1: that you take my rights away faster I will run you can't deny me you can't decide to turn your bliss away, no matter because something inside so strong and I know that I can't you me wrong so wrong And you thought that my pride was gone Something inside so strong Something inside so strong The more you refuse to hear my voice The louder I will sing behind the walls of Jericho Your last boots on further In my blessing time You squandered wealth that's mine My light will shine So brightly it's gonna blind you Cause there's something inside so strong I know that I can't make it. But you're doing me wrong, so wrong. But that my pride was gone. Oh no. Something inside so slow. Something inside so strong. Sing brothers and sisters when they insist we're just not guys i will say we're gonna do it anyway we're gonna do it anyway we're gonna do it anyway Cause there's something inside so strong and i know that i can make it you're giving me wrong so wrong and you thought that my pride was gone oh no something inside so Something inside so strong. What's gonna stop us? Something inside so strong. Oh, choke the arena? Something inside so strong.